0: Experience a treasure straight from the Caribbean. It's called Island Spice, right off I-95 at exit 77. Island Spice is beautifully decorated. Try the rasta pasta, jerk chicken, curry chicken, roti, oxtails, or goat, too. Sit in the stylish lounge for happy hour drinks from 4 to 7 daily. Check out their complete menu at Island Spice islandspicejamaicarestaurant.com. Or follow us on Facebook for upcoming events like reggae, karaoke, live jazz, and paint night, too. Island Spice, make you lick your finger, man.
1: First of all, I want to thank all of you. You voted us your favorite local podcast here in Hartford County, and I really do appreciate that, so thank you very much. On this episode of Hartford County Living, I had the opportunity to go on site again, up to having grace, and I went to a a bed and breakfast. It is called the Spencer Silver Mansion. Very beautiful house. Well, mansion, whatever you want to call it, it's beautiful inside and out. So I talked to Carol, the owner, and learned a lot of stuff about there and also about the history of having Grace again. And as y'all know, I'm big on history. One of the things we want to do is put together a big podcast from people of having Grace and talk about the history. I also had William Rigler on. You've heard of William in the past talk about his books, um and some of the he also has done Amazicon or Amicon. He's done one of them things. So he was on the episode as well. Um, And actually, what I want to do for this episode, I would like everybody that listens to make a donation to the MS Society. So if you can do that for me, and I want to do this for William. Um, You know, William has MS, and I want everybody to be able to donate. Something to the MS Society. Doesn't matter how much it is, every little bit helps. So if you can, please do that. And I'll probably have a donate button down here in the notes. So, but again, sit back, listen. This is very good. And if you ever get a chance, since the Spencer Silver Mansion is a bed and breakfast, you know, you ever want to go to Havity degrees, reserve a room up there. It is beautiful. You would not believe it, and you just got to get up there and see it.
0: To the harford county living podcast with rich bennett thank you for coming and please send any suggestions or comments to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com the harford county living podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes can be found at harfordcountyliving.com come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorites rs Speed or itunes all links are in the show notes now let's join rich bennett and his special guest
1: Like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living. We are actually on site today in Havity Grace at the Spencer Silver Mansion, which is a bed and breakfast, uh, and also sitting here with William Wrigler, who's been on the show before, because um, he's got a new book coming out in
2: May. Yes, in the end of May,
1: and he's going to be playing a zombie again
2: in something. Are, are, is it a zombie you're going
1: to be playing this time again?
2: Yes, it's a short film, and it's all zombies. All wait a minute, short film with nothing but zombies. Yes, so little dialogue, easy on the (laughs) writer.
1: We who who's doing this movie?
2: I am. Oh, you are. Yes, it's only a film short. How short is it? A couple minutes. Oh, okay. But um, we're doing it at Mike Spawn, who was right. on with me before Mike Collins. So it's just going to be shot outside, hopefully.
1: I got it. When there's nothing but zombies, what do you even a short film? What are you going to be doing?
2: Well, that's like a zombie disco. Watch the film, okay? <laughs> He's not going to tell us. He's just going to let us know you're going to be a zombie. again. Well, I sent you care what I'm putting out now the script so she should have some idea a, a script? oh yeah it just says what happens oh what in, happens I was going to say you're yeah. going to be talking the zombies are going to be talking this no I? there's some voice over but okay. no real dialogue needed
1: I have to get you and Mike on again I had a young man on months ago that has a film production company um I think it's called Grand, Grand Productions, Benjamin Merce name, young kid, um, did a full-length film and they, they're they working on his short film, maybe finished now, but he wanted to use 32 millimeter film? That, that be, yes. Okay, and that, that's what they wanted to go back and use, he said, because the digital, it's nice, he said, but just something about the film. When
2: you use it. And now, I had a course at the New York Film Academy, and you shot everything on regular film, and then you went into the digital booth for editing purposes with um, a digital version of it. And I thought it looked kind of suspicious whenever you had a slight change the film in your camera, right. the people kind of go off to a tree with their hands in a bag Doing something mysterious, of course, changing the film in the camera to keep it from the sunlight because we were shooting outside. But it looked quite suspicious, I thought. Huh. I don't know if he's going to do something with zombies, but he did
1: do a like a um, mystery one, which is actually very good. I'll have to send you the link.
2: Okay.
1: You know, but yeah, definitely got to get you and Mike and him, and and I think it was Garrett that was with him on there because just shooting ideas back and forth again, you know, like you guys did with Sheldon, you know, so. Plus you got another book coming out, right?
2: Yes, it's called Stranger Thoughts, it's again from Rowanville and it's in three parts. Part one is called The Horror Equations, it's horror short stories. Okay. Part two is The Lost Maps of Autumn Storms and it's a collection of poetry. Part three is called the ultimate guide to dating while avoiding supernatural menaces. I guess that what <laughs> the ultimate guide to dating while avoiding supernatural menaces. But I know all about that. The ultimate guide to dating yeah. while of avoiding. Supernatural menaces.
1: Uh, that is uh, that right there alone just gotta grab somebody's attention. Hopefully. Yeah, you know, if you just say the ultimate de- ultimate guy to dating, everybody, oh yeah, everybody's written that one. But hey, you had that little part of there. Yeah. Well, what, do mean?
2: what do you mean you said you had
1: had experience with that?
2: Well, I I can't necessarily say it was a supernatural menace, but I've been on days where I've been set on fire. I've had the girl point out to me her firm or cell in the prison that we drove by. I had one girl set off the alarm in a museum. So, yeah, I'm lucky to be alive. Holy <laughs> cow.
1: I'm not doing any more podcasts with him because I'm afraid what might be following him. Yeah. <laughs> and this is coming out in May.
2: Yes. And what was the last book you did? Certain Shadows I have known, it was a werewolf thriller adventure, so I went to the Amazicon with that, which right. is a convention, and the Gotta have It Collector's Con, which is another collect, a, a collector's convention, so I've been to two places with it. And I'm planning on going to the Amazicon in November, it's at Essington, Pennsylvania, so that should be interesting. But
1: that book's online, I mean, people can purchase it online yes. as well, right? You can through, just, I think through Amazon. Yes, through mm-hmm.
2: Amazon, just type in the title, and shadows I have known and it should come up.
1: I just realized too, uh, you trimmed the beard.
2: There is less beard now <laughs> than there was before. The, the
1: last time, also, we're also sitting here with Carol from the uh, Spencer Silver Mansion, but when last time William was on, everybody in the room had a beard of some type I had the full beard because of Santa, mm-hmm. Sheldon had
2: the goatee, mm-hmm. Mike even had something. Yeah, he had a short beard. You had the full beard. Oh, I had the full oh, Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I like the her, dynasty beard. I told <laughs> her when I took a bath with that beard back then, it looked like I was bathing in the cigar Sea. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bird's nest in it. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and Dan, Dan John had one too, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it was a rule for that. It one.
1: was a rule full so. of beards. It, it was yeah. it, it was uh, it was funny and actually it's I don't think we talked about the beard oil then
2: because I had you used beard oil yes
1: oil? oh and a friend of mine makes it all natural and I I used it I loved it and I think it actually helped it grow thicker
2: because I know when I've been to like Karma Fest, I don't know if you've heard of that mm-hmm. different conventions. They will look at me, a vendor, and say, I know what you need back you then. Need the and oil. it was always to be a realtor, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: this, she, um, T- I gotta give a shout out to Miss Tricia, because she's moving um, on. You know, she's she's actually- not
2: taking your bill with you, is she? <laughs> nah. No, nah, actually, what it's to it, okay. It's
1: funny because a um, friend of mine, we, we actually had her on, has started a market in Falston. Uh, she does clothing and her friend does essential oils. So it's basically all, if you're a craftsman or whatever, you can bring your stuff in there and set up and sell. And when they were on the podcast, that's when Trisha let us know that they were going to be moving to Georgia. And um, I said, Well, you can still sell your soaps and your oils here. How can I do that? It's not going to be here. I said, I'm sure you can put it, keep them in there and store And there. I was like, yeah, you can do that. You can always just ship the stuff up here. So, yeah, I'll be able to get it still.
0: Mm.
2: And even if she wasn't put it in the store, she'd better ship it to me. <laughs> have you ever been to that Lunar Bay studio? Not yet. I go there. I think they have an open house this Saturday. Oh, really? In Bel-Air and. I've been trying the CBD oil. Yes. Uh huh. And so that has worked pretty well. Are you seeing a ghost? No, I thought I heard something. Okay. Uh,
1: uh, all right, Carol, you got to <laughs> fill me in on this one because William said, "Oh, you have to." You yeah, know, this place is.
2: He said it's haunted, or he believes. What said, did you say? I said there are rumors stories about ghosts being here, but. I supposedly have encountered them, but I can't prove it. I always go with the old line. Uh, I don't believe in ghosts, but don't tell them that. Oh, I believe.
1: Hmm. Uh, please tell me there are people above us.
0: Yes, there, okay, actually, there actually are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm people. hearing all this stuff above only, my head. Like, only good spirits preside in this house.
1: <laughs> well, see, that's
0: a good thing.
1: So you had now... Carol, Ron, well, you own Spencer Silver Mansion, right? Yeah. Which is a bed and breakfast. Um, they, well, you say good you're serious about good spirits.
0: Only good spirits here.
1: Have you have you had have you experienced any encounters?
0: Yeah. Um. Well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But n- nothing frightening. All, always pleasant it's always a pleasant surprise um, and um, I have a lot of um, guests that return on a regular basis so I think that tells you that tells you that this is a pleasant uh, environment right. to, to stay overnight here nobody. Nobody's running screaming out of the house. They they come they come back again and again for the experience.
1: Well if William
2: comes in here dressed as a zombie, they might
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> well I've seen outside said the front door. That um Happy Grace I used to lead the ghost stories, right. Happy Grace and almost every story was lights going on and off in this building or that building. So I've said that Happy Grace either has the most ghosts on the coast or the worst less electricians.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because there's a yeah, you know, if a house is you know, historic, mm-hmm. if it's on the list, a lot of times you can't mess with the wiring. No. So yeah, I'm sure I mean you look at houses that were built in the sixties and you know, a lot of them had aluminum wire. Yeah, you're gonna have flickering lights. <laughs> Well, I
2: think <laughs> on this street, there's a house that still has a big hole in the wall, if you look at when you go back by it, because it had a cannonball hit it in the wall of 1812. Oh, on the outside wall? Yes.
0: What house is that? Can you say?
2: I could if I remembered the name of it, but oh, I don't know if it has anything. So right down on Union, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's on this street. If it's on the right side, if you're driving towards the park. Interesting.
0: Is it a brick building?
2: Oh, I'm not sure. (laughs) It it looks like it might be, but it's one of those that has had all kinds of stuff come and go on and off it during the years since the War of 1812.
0: Wow. Well, what year was this built? This house was built in 1896.
1: 1896.
0: Yes, for a man by the name of John Spencer. He was a pipe fitter. I uh, had a pipe fitting factory. He had a furniture small furniture store. He had a um, fish packing business. He had this a, was a real ho- Yes, he was a small hotel and a boarding house. A very very uh, ambitious uh hard working man. Wow. What's
2: well, it? I think Happy Grace was popular because of the water out here. You could ship right. anything, you know. Yes, yeah, so it's a big canning in. town,
0: um, and they can the, the fish and the produce. And so, in fact, um, uh, now um, it's my understanding um, that John Spencer actually designed this house. Now, uh, there it's are a people from the house. yeah. There are people from. Uh, there's an architect. Uh, by the name of George Barber and they like to take credit for this house. Um, but it's my understanding that that John Spencer designed it and he it's built of granite from Port deposit right and the quarry across the river um, and um, you know, they say it took about four years to build and um, and then, um, they lived here for 20 years he purchased this property from the house next door uh, which is a lot older than this one this was uh, the house next door was built in the uh the original structure was built in the 1700s and then they added onto that and the structure that's there was like 1840s but um, so they bought this property from that house next door and uh, the Sappington house and then, wow. um, then they they lived here for 20 years, um, and uh, he was in his 50s by that time. He did not purchase this house to raise a family. He purchased it as kind of a showpiece. Really? Yes. It's, and oh, it's definitely a
1: showpiece. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: is, it is indeed. And he combined the house... Um, uh, with his business. So you could actually go, there's four entrances into this mansion and you could go, come into the house from Bourbon Street and go straight into his office without disturbing his family. Oh wow. And, um, and then, um, uh, so, so 20 years later he passed away. So he was in his 50s when he wow. had the house built and then he died. His son had gone off to war in the First World War and was crippled in a gas explosion, so um, by the time his father died, he could not take over his father's many enterprises. And so they sold a lot of them to the Silvers, who uh, Mr. Um, Spencer had been in business with. He had co-owned a fish packing business with the Silvers and then they took it over and turned it into a produce packing business and then lived here for 40 more years Um, and then it it went uh, they had two children and then adopted one um, Kenneth Unruh who I actually know and who who became an an engineer and worked for the Pentagon Um, and then they sold it to Dr. Simon um, their family physician. So he took the house, turned the carriage house, which by then was a, it was a garage. Right. He turned that into a doctor's office, um, and then um, he cut the house in half. Um, he put a wall around the staircase, and um, they, they tried to modernize it. He was wow. a, a nice man, but he was a man of his time. Yeah. This was in 1956. And so um, they wanted the interior of the house to look like a 1956 house. So they painted all the woodwork. They took down all the light fixtures. um, They painted the walls the colors of the 50s, which was like a lime green. Yes. (laughs) And they covered the floors with a wall-to-wall carpeting, the army green. Everybody remembers that. And um, just so when you walked in, you, you didn't get that sense of history. Right. And um, so the upstairs portion was turned into an apartment. Um, in the beginning, I think he housed war veterans. Um, that's what I was told. And uh. then, uh, then, then um, had his mom living here and then he had a series of renters. And then um, they took care of the house structurally. They just modernized it on the inside and then sold it to a family uh, by the name of Jordan. The Jordans are a very nice family. They had two children of their own who were adults. And I think their, their son was gonna help them restore the house. And then he died suddenly and tragically in a freak uh, car accident. Oh. And so they lost the interest because I think he was the impetus behind possibly the purchase. Right, That's my sense of it. And then they lost all interest in the house. Um, And then I was, um, I was then married and we came in and there was a lot of work to be done. Um, The ceilings upstairs, a lot of them were on the floor. What? um, Because it needed major roof work. The porches were so rotted they were really unsafe to walk on. The side porch roof was being held up with a 2x4. It had the original coal furnace which had been converted into an oil and then a gas. And then um, it was so inefficient that we really couldn't run the heat on a regular basis. Um, And the chimneys had collapsed into themselves. The wall, the stone wall around it was being taken away in pieces. Being taken away? Yeah, people were taking it, uh, pieces away as souvenirs. Are you serious? Yeah, because they figured this house was a goner. And, um, you know, so it just, you know... It's you know, but you came in and you just saw, you know, yeah. it was just so sad that such a magnificent structure should be left um, to fall apart. Um, and so, this wasn't, um, I was in international banking, Jim was a computer analyst. Um, we really wanted to save the house, right? Um, they, they had they, the Jordans had another offer for some doctors, and the doctors we're gonna gut the house and turn it into a medical clinic which has happened up and down the street yeah Um, and you can see some sadly you know I don't want to say beyond repair but I don't know who's gonna go into those homes now and, and put them back together if the doctors had purchased this house they would have taken out the staircase this magnificent staircase, and um, they were going to turn the upstairs portion into like apartments, um, and and a lot of once things like that are done, um, then a lot of people don't want to come back behind it and, yeah. and and put it back to the way it was again. They don't want to restore it anymore. They lose the uh, you know they lose the enthusiasm, and that's happened up and down the street. Um, you know, the city has actually um, you know, created a, a, legis- a legislation uh, in order to um, encourage people to purchase some of these old houses right. and turn them back into homes again, as opposed to apartment houses or businesses. And uh, Steve Gambatoria uh, was the one that wrote that legislation, and um, I'm very uh, pleased with that. I'm, I'm really pleased with him and. Um, I think the city really does care about historic preservation, um, and uh, and uh, that's a good turn of events for yeah. Happy Grace because we are a historic city. Oh, we yeah, have a I, lot of history here. Yeah, to I mean, be why proud get rid of. of
1: it? I mean, that's oh, I, that's mind. what I I mean. If I see a historic place, that's one thing that irks me is whether it be city, county, or individual. They want to get rid of it and put something new there. so no, I mean there's history there. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you going to get rid of it? We need to keep that
0: stuff. We have uh, there's a survey that uh, HPC has uh, put out, and we're going to be getting the results very shortly. We're going to put it on Google. But what we're finding, what what this whole survey was about, it was to reach out to the public, uh, both the residents and any tourists that came into town to find out. What are you looking for? Right. What are you looking for? When you come to this town, what didn't you find in this town that you were hoping for? What's important to you? And we didn't know. Historic uh, Preservation Commission didn't know, like, are we barking up the wrong tree? Do the public really not care about historic preservation? And what we found when we're getting the results is that it's the number one priority. Okay. It's a number one priority, and the comments are constantly: "Take care of your town, fix up some of those old buildings, clean it up." That's what they want. Yeah. It's not It's not that they just want a town on the water. It's not enough. And there was an argument that you could put any town on the water and that'd be enough.
2: No.
1: No.
0: But no. But they're saying no. We like the historic aspect of this town, and we love the fact that you have a historic town on the water.
1: Now, with that survey, do you know mm-hmm. what the age,
0: ages were on that? Uh, oh, you mean the ages of the oh, participants the that of the, the survey? Yeah. And, you know, that's a good question. I'm not really sure, Yeah, and that yeah. would be a good question. They, they, they're they, going to be, chances are, 18 or older.
1: Well, and, see, and that's one of the things things that scare yes. me because you talk to you know, people in their 20s on down Right. and you try to talk to them about history of, well, number one, they're not really taught the history anymore. I can't, I mean, my daughter's in 11th grade mm-hmm. and I don't believe they've ever been taught any history of Hartford County. I know when I went to school we were, mm-hmm. we had C. Melton Wright's book in there, you mm-hmm. know, Harford Heritage. Right. Yeah, well, that was one of the, the books that we used. But I I don't think they're being taught anymore. We, um you know, like I said, I'm from Joppa Town.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And a couple people got upset because somebody had put on the signs, Joppa founded in 1712, which it wasn't. Uh, you know, the Joppa Town, which is a community, was found in 1963, this is why I wish my brother-in-law was here now. But my brother-in-law did research, and you figure back in the days, 1800s on back, 1700s mm-hmm. on back really, where were most of those records kept? They weren't kept here in the States. It was We were in English, you know, con, so everything was basically over in England, and that's where he got a lot of the research from. And found out that Java was actually founded, I think he said 1706, 1708, something like that. Okay. Makes a big
0: difference. So the town of Java.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but we, I was talking to a lot of the kids and asked them about, you know, what do they know about the history of Java? Asked them, what do you know about the history of Harford County?
0: Well, I can tell you in Harvard Grace that I believe that's different. I so, hope so. So I'll tell you that. The Historic Preservation Commission works with the school system. Okay, good. We have, um, we have little uh, questionnaires right. that we give to the, to the teachers, and you will often see in fair weather teachers walking through the town with students, whole classes of students That's walking this great. town. And they, ha- they have these questionnaires, and they will fill them out. You know when was this house built? Who was this person? You know, um, you know who named habitat Grace, Lafayette. Right. Those kinds of questions. So they that builds a pride, uh, a sense of pride Good. in these students when they're young, and I think this should be instilled in our children when they're young. Oh yeah. You know, be proud of your town, of be proud, be proud of, of, your of your city, town. and no, you know you can't you know if you're unaware and, and HPC historic preservation commission is constantly now uh, Marita O'Connell who's just a just a gem and has done a lot of diligent work trying to find the history of the different structures in de Grace. we present that to the city and the city council so they are aware of any time a a building is purchased a historic building is purchased we hand a welcoming packet to them. So as soon as you receive that house, you know the history of that house. That's so that's al- good. So already that sense of pride is instilled in the owner so that they know this is what you have. Right. It's too late when the person purchases a piece of property and then later says, "You know what? I'm just going to ha- tear it down and build something else." That oh. way they already know what they have when they when they buy it and then we Turn this information over to the city so that the city is constantly reminded of the history of their town. So when something comes up for demolition, you know, hopefully they're already aware of it or more yeah. aware of more of the structures in town. And our mayor, Bill Martin, who I'm very proud of, is himself a history teacher. And he... Um, also supports historic preservation and in, in Happy days. So uh, I'm pleased with that. And, uh, you know, um, he, he constantly supports this town's uh, efforts to preserve the buildings. In That's fact, he, he, the city purchased a historic piece of property on Market and Lafayette. And um, it, it, we're hoping to turn that into a museum.
1: That would be awesome. Cause one of the things I love doing when I come up here is going to the museums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yes. It, it, I, I went to the decoy museum once, and was I figured, why do I don't want to see decoys? <laughs> Loved it. Now, whenever I come, and I've been a few times now, mm-hmm. because it's just, it, and I don't care, you can go to any museum, you're not going to, you can see everything, but you're not going to, everything's not going to sink in, mm-hmm. and they do change stuff.
0: When oh,
2: I yeah. did my graduation project from the Broadcasting Institute, mm-hmm. we had to film a different subject or something. I did the decoy museum here. Oh, did you? Plus, we did some decoy covers and stuff, but it was me working on the TV production and a host, whatever you want to say, interviewing people, right. and then the production assistant, associate assistant and um, two weeks later, we were all sick with colds or something. I accused oh, it of decoy dust.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you about that. not supposed you to about, bring that stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about the museums in this town because they're very active <clears throat> participants in the community. Yeah, very active. They have all kinds of events and fairs. The um, maritime museum has educational films. And lectures Mm -hmm. and music. Um, The lighthouse has um, uh, lots of events. Lots of um, actually DJ weddings there. (laughs) There you go. They 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 host weddings there. You can you know um, rent some time right there. It's a beautiful spot to have any uh, any wedding or any event actually. Um, And I know that the mayor and city um, want to draw attention to it. Um, to the Concord Point Lighthouse, right. um, the Lock House, uh, Susquehanna Museum, oh. wonderful, just wonderful. They have lots of events there and tours. Um, and Tyler Buck is uh, happy to give tours on the Well, weekend. he's no longer there. Oh. Yeah, he,
1: uh, I think he left there and now he's at Stepping Stone.
0: Oh my, yeah. he did a beautiful job, and I'm sure who, who's ever there now, oh, yeah. you know, Stepping Stone is another one, just a stone's throw away, yep. so, you know, there's a lot, lots yep. of, of You can you
2: recognize you can... the um, museum, the outside of it and everything, and the promenade mm-hmm. um, from my book, that's where we did the photo shoot for it, um, Summit in Secrets, um, from Lulu, and it was done pretty quick. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I yeah. like. It. I love
0: it. The um, yeah. The, the Lockhouse Lock Museum uh, has the, the uh, historic candlelight tour every year. Yes. And then you could get to see a lot of the historic and Which modern sold out homes again of Havre de Grace. Last year. Yes, we did. They've done they done a great job with that. Um, it's just a very walkable town, Haver yeah. Grace. It's you can just park your car, go out to eat. You can go down by the boardwalk. You can see the Susquehanna River, the Chesapeake Bay. Um, it's that that uh, promenade down there just has become so popular. Everybody goes there: families, couples, the elderly meet there. It's a beautiful place. Uh, we have wonderful uh, merchants. We have a lovely, friendly town. People come here all the time. They say, "Can't believe."
1: Mm-hmm. And good food. I oh, God, yeah! I mean, there are some great restaurants. Yeah, there. and
0: we're we're increasing the diversity of yeah. foods now, and I'm really pleased about that. I'm hoping for an Indian restaurant. I'm just going to throw that out there, um, but you know we we have some wonderful restaurants. That. And, hmm. I don't think I've ever tried that Indian food. Oh, I love no. it. I I've had
1: Ethiopian food before, which surprised me was very good.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, but I don't.
0: I think I've ever eaten at an Indian restaurant. It's great. You have uh, you have the Surf and Turf restaurant. You have Tide Grill, McGregor's Creole de Gras, the New no- Year. Creole food. We have Lagome which is a farm to table restaurant. A lot of them have live music. We have the Vineyard, wonderful, just wonderful, Zagat rated. Um, we, we have um, the Vintage Cafe, which is, you know, you're kind of strolling back to the 50s. Coakley's, which is always you know, a popular place to go. I've never um, had a, food, uh, a meal there that I haven't really enjoyed. Right. Um, they have a lot of good comfort food there. Um, you know, we got Bomb homemade candy. We've got the Promenade Grill. Everybody uh, downtown, they say, is the Promenade Grill, because it's seasonal. Promenade Grill. Opens up in the springtime and then closes in the fall, but they've gotten so popular that they're opening earlier and earlier. Right, the, the townspeople circle, circle that restaurant waiting for them to open. They have the best milkshakes and just wonderful food. I found the place
1: last time I was up here. We were walking, I think it was down Washington Street or whatever, because we went to Washington Books and all that.
0: Oh, great. And I guess done. it's a
1: bar. We didn't go in there. but. Mm-hmm. I, it, it was like hidden in the cove. I never even knew it was there. At Roger's Tavern.
0: Oh, right. Sure, yes. Absolutely. Never knew it was there. i have like, the best I've heard about it I hear.
1: Because, you know, I, I told somebody, I said, where is Roger's Tavern? Wanted. They're like
2: Perryville. I said, no, not Well, there's, there's not two. There's one in Perryville, and there's one here, because in the old page, <laughs> yeah. it was... Um, what did they call it when the boats were attached to lines to go across from one place and that would be able to the other? Oh, get yeah. From here in the Race over there in Perryville.
1: It was, remember when I came here, because I, as I you know, I'm glad that William told me about, you know, this place because I didn't know about it. Um, That's sad
0: I, because I have, well, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. I have people. It's a, a little known secret that there be there are lots of people that live up on the hill. We call them right. hill people that will come down here and stay at the Spencer Silver Mansion because they feel like they're in another world down here. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, but and uh, they say don't. T-. Everybody says don't tell. I came down here to spend the night because they live up on the hill. They don't even live far. But well,
1: see, that's just it too. A lot of people, even if they live local, they want to get out. Sure. Get away from the kids or whatever. Spend a night somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, my wife loves coming up here. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. spending a day. I would love. I, I'm going to talk to her. It's like, well, why don't we just
0: spend the night up there? Spend a That's weekend right. up there. That's when you get a real feel for yeah. Henderson. And we have lots of antique stores.
1: Yes, but there's one. I was so upset because whenever we came up here, we always used to go to Joe Retro. It's and, it's well, still here. I've had this out the last time uh-huh. I was here because when we came up here, it was like Joe Retro's gone there, and for months I thought they were going. Uh huh. And then saw that they went right down the road from Washington Books in a bigger place. It's, a,
0: it's bigger, which made me happy. Than ever. <laughs> We've got the blue heron. They're open. Yes. I feel like they're open uh, all Steve's the time. They're ready up. for you. Yep. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of wonderful, wonderful shopkeepers.
2: She, she knows, it's funny, I was born in West, technically, but I don't know where any place is. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to give an interview during my high school years at the, um, um, with a retired boxer down here at the Citizens Nursing Home. And, um, where's that? Citizens that? Nursing Home?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's, it's near the water. Yeah. Really? Just right off Market Street.
2: Okay. Well, because when <laughs> we were getting ready to leave, I asked my friend, Do you know where it is? And he was like, No. And I said, I don't either. So the teacher said, Just go to Bomb Candy.
1: Well, see, and that's the thing. It, it, I tell people this a lot. If, I think if you come up to Hatteras, especially the historic area, mm-hmm. you need a weekend or at least a full day.
0: Oh, and absolutely. Just
1: walk around mm-hmm. because you are going to find stuff you didn't know about. And I, do, and I think I talked to you about this earlier. I do know, and I see as Bel Air Happy Grace, a lot of the places advertise locally. So they'll just advertise in Happy Grace. Mm-hmm. Where well, there are people that live in the county that want to know about you too, you know? But it, it, I mean, every time I come up here, I always find. Something new. <laughs> I'm
0: going to have to take you on a tour, <laughs> William, of, of a de Grace, that's
1: you know, for sure. That's one, And I think I talked about this with Tyler when he was on my podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the things I would love, talk to the mayor about this. Okay. One of the things I would love to see Haber Grace do, and they do them down in Baltimore City, the trolleys. Oh, yes. You know, if you get something, just a mm-hmm. little trolley car, get a right. couple of them and set them up as tours and take people around. Mm-hmm. But don't you do just weekends. Because one of the things I did find out when uh, we came up here to meet Tyler the first time and mm-hmm. he, he forgot about it, we're sitting down at the lock house and um, there was a, a couple of people pulled in from Missouri and wanted to go into the lock house and check it out. But mm-hmm. they couldn't because it wasn't open. It was Uh-oh. a Tuesday. Right. So they said, well, where can we go and have your I there's several restaurants there and there's a bunch of gift shops. I said, I told him you gotta check out Washington Books and all. Mm -hmm. I love that place, and it's great. Yeah, but they couldn't because most of the stuff was closed. I don't know why. You know what? That's
0: coming up in the survey too, and that that's one of the number one complaints that they can't get into places that they want to see. Yeah, I mean, people visit during the week too. Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: these people—it was about six cars from Missouri, right? And they were just down for the day.
0: And you know what? The mayor's listening the mayor's Good. listening because I get to trolley car. <laughs> okay. So, you know, and I'll have you fill out a survey before you leave okay. here today. And um, th- I know uh, from people who have worked for the for the uh, mayor's office that he works long hours. Yeah. Like after the day is done, the mayor gets together with others in the city to 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 brainstorm to try to figure out new ways to show to to make the experience for the residents mm-hmm. uh, a more pleasant one and for for people coming in visitors traveling to have grace he's 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 put up new um fountains down at uh, down by the parks and little dog fountains he's increased yeah he's increased. that the, is an
1: awesome idea oh, he's
0: wonderful yeah he's thinking Is always they, thinking they also put in a dog park Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah, and you know, so he's always thinking. He's put music down in the streets. Yeah. Um, He keeps it lit. He's going to keep the downtown, all of the near the museums, all lit up. um, I think through through the Mardi Gras certainly, right? And through March. Um, But he he wants to uh, show visitors, and you know, this is a living. City, mm-hmm. We're here. We're, we're getting things done. We're, this is a fun place to be. Um, one of the things I've noticed
1: that, that they've done in the past, too, and to me it shows that they're a city that cares. Mm-hmm. Um, like the um, Concord Point Lighthouse. I think they had lit up orange one month for uh-huh. MS Awareness Month.
0: Don't you love it?
1: And, and, I don't mean, you love it? Who does that? that's right a lot of people don't <laughs> do that yeah the little purple American for yeah, the ravens and there's a lot there's something every month
0: that's and, right you got it because yeah. that's his goal that's the mayor's goal is to have at least one to two major events every month
1: yeah i mean that's just
0: that's not just for visitors that's for the residents themselves yeah. And it, it, it brings awareness. And you know, Ron Browning, who is the chairman of HPC, that was that was his brainchild. We had the Ice Festival uh, this past January. It was cold enough, too. Jim Nemeth. Some of them were probably still down there. Jim Nemeth from tourism. <laughs> that, that was his brainchild. So
2: how bad? So you've how? got
0: people thinking all the time. Yeah. They're always thinking. They're always trying to make it a Halloween. more enjoyable experience. Halloween,
2: we have ghost tours. No. Halloween, H-O-W-L, E-E, and howl. How?
0: Halloween? Yes,
2: yeah, that was the dogs were dressed up in costumes for Because I know Linnea's <laughs> oh, dogs oh, a, uh, see, were That is the mermaid neat. and a shark. Had a huge fin on his back. That's wonderful. Was that for the idea. Halloween?
0: Because we had a Halloween parade. We have one every yeah. year. A Halloween parade. No,
2: this was too big for the Halloween parade. This oh my was goodness! Halloween. This was a separate yes, event. So there you go. Event. Wow.
0: See, there you go. I mean, there's always something. Um, and we have we have lots of bed and breakfasts. Um, we have um,
1: Didn't the Vandiver- there are a lot of bed and breakfasts? Well
0: there's a fair amount. Okay. We have the Vandiver Inn, we have right. La Clay Door Guest House, we have the Courier House which is right there on the water in front of the lighthouse, we have the Spencer Silver Mansion, this big stone mansion here so you know people come into town you've got places to stay um,
2: Okay, we're all right about door. pampering you. I've yes. heard of, but what does that stand for? Because it's French, obviously. The key of gold. The key of gold. Yeah, we have talking about the old
1: houses and everything. Now, I know, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know if they still do it. It may have been the state. If you purchase something, an old building, mm-hmm. and it's on the historic right. list, they give you a certain amount of money to help restore it, but well, as long as you open it up once a year to the public or something. Well, you that know, you've got.
0: You've got. First of all, the other thing that, that we do with our welcoming package for HPC mm-hmm. is provide resources for the homeowners, so okay. they're thinking, "Well, how am I going to fix this up?" We provide resources, and anybody who purchases a historic building, please call the Historic Preservation Commission. You can. Um, contact Tourism um, or the City of Havre de Grace and get the number for Ron Browning or anyone on the Historic Preservation Commission um, and we will try to give the information that they need to help them um, get grants Um, the city provides some incentives, um, the state does Um, you know, we will do our very level best so was that available when you
1: purchased this?
0: When I got this house, no, not really. Really? The only yeah. money I ever got for the restoration of this house was $500. What? From the state at that time, yes. So you really do have to do your homework. Wow. Um, yes, you really do have to do your homework and know um, that, there, uh, that there are resources out there to help you if you have a historic uh, uh, building. Now. That being said, the Historic Preservation Commission makes no, um, there, there are no rules, you don't mm-hmm. have to, at this, at this time certainly, there's nothing uh, that, that we, don't, we don't have any rules that say you can't paint your house a certain color or anything like that, okay? We are a resource. We help people. We help. We lend a hand. We help them to find uh, possibly resources of uh, financial resources to to help restore their house. We give them information about their house. Um, We're there for them. We're there for the historic building owner. Okay, Okay? that's all we do is help. That's all we're about. We have no. There's no restrictions attached to us. It's all about helping them take. Care of their historic building.
1: I have to ask you this. Yes. Because, well, you see me just looking around the room. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. All right, so you're a bed and breakfast. Yes. But can people actually come here and, and just visit and come inside and look around? Yes, as well? they can
0: have. <clears throat> I do. If, if people make an appointment with me, okay. I'll give them a tour of the inn. Um, I was on the candlelight, the lock houses yes. candlelight tour last this past December. Um I have some bus companies that also come here and get tours of the end. Well, we have a tea and tour um, associated with the different bus companies. Tea so, and tour. Yeah, so they'll they'll come and they'll they'll have there'll be a tea put on and a tour. Um, that so is they, an awesome they, idea. Yes, it <laughs> is. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Very very popular. Wow. Um, so I'm you know we're always happy. Any one of us. If um, any one of the bed and breakfasts, if someone is interested in getting a tour of any of the B and Bs, okay. just call the owner, and you know we'll make ourselves available so that they get the time that they need right. to find out the history, learn about the house. Um, you know, I just want to remind everybody: any time that you stay in a historic bed and breakfast, you know you are certainly doing your part. Uh, for historic preservation. That yeah. is one big, big help because these buildings are expensive to maintain and um, so support your historic bed and breakfast.
1: That was another question I was going to ask you because maintaining them, I mean to keep you know as historic as possible and I don't know if you're limited to what, you, well no you're actually you're not limited to what no. you can do. No. So I guess when it comes to energy efficient efficiency you can put in energy efficient windows and all that.
0: I I have Storm windows, but I have the original windows of this house. I was going to
1: ask you that too, I because do. looking at this beautiful thing. Storm windows, but the original glass. windows, like, they are
0: wow. here. They are here, and um, the Storm Preservation Commission did give this this house uh, an award because of that. Because um, we have, um, I have that book and um, that was, was written about the town. It's called Then and Now, mm-hmm. and it has pictures of houses Uh, when they were built and how they look today and this house looks almost identical to the way it did when it was built and that takes effort. It takes effort, it takes money, it takes um, passion and um, you know, but remember that every bed and breakfast in this town has something else to offer, each one. Like the Courier House uh, was part of the Underground Railroad. Right. Clay Door Guest House. Um, he's a history teacher. He could he could show you photographs, tell you information about the different structures in town. As can Jane from the Courier House. Um, she comes. That house has always been in her name. I mean. So you get something else when you stay in a historic right. breakfast. You get a sense of history. You get individual time. You get the pampering. Um, the Bend of Our Inn uh, is a lovely inn, and they do weddings and parties and corporate events. Um, you know, and for myself, um, you know, I spend a lot of time with my guests talking with them, right. helping them navigate the town, telling them about the history of this house and the town. Um, and I think that bed and breakfast people, people who like to go to bed and breakfast, that's, that's what they're hoping for. Yeah. That, that touch, that individual attention that, that we uh, it's not we want in to a provide. Hotel. It's all part of the experience. Yeah. And we can attach to our guests as well.
1: Now, I gotta ask, where in the world did you get all of this furniture? Uh-huh. I know they didn't come with the house.
0: You're right about that. Okay. You're, well, you know you're smart because a lot of people think <laughs> that all this stuff came with the house, and it didn't.
1: I was gonna say if it did, it's amazing because it's in awesome shape.
0: <laughs> so to answer your question, the house when we got it, um, it had one. It had one old. Bed. It was the cook's bed, and that was on the third floor, and that room had like slanted ceiling, mm-hmm. so it was a high-back bed, and so he could put his bed up against the wall, he cut the top off. That was the only thing that we have, and we used that actually in the parade, and we'll be in the in parade. In the parade? In the parade. We're <laughs> okay. in the Christmas parade, we're in the Mardi Gras parade. Um, yeah, so we put that bed in the parade, and um, we dress it up. Um, but uh, all of the other antiques—I uh, know I've been collecting antiques since I was 14. Oh wow! And then um, then we collected more, and I continue to collect. This this house is about 8,000 square feet. So I thought I had—I thought we had a lot of antiques when we moved in, and then you realize you've got nothing. So there's an awful lot of antiques. We have antiques back from uh, here in this house from like 1810 um, uh, to the 1890s. I'm sitting on an Empire couch, which is uh, like an 1820s couch. Um, beautiful, um, and and I and I wanted to do the house justice because. Right. Remember, too, even an 1890s house, even back in the day, is gonna have antiques that are much older than the house because back then people were inheriting from their grandparents. Yeah. So they took those, took those to the house. So you had uh, uh, furniture of all, of all um, periods, as does this house.
1: Now, are you, is William gonna be doing a book signing here when his
0: book comes out? That'd be wonderful. No, I would love it. Yeah, I was gonna, uh, Just as long you, as no one thinks that there are zombies here at the Spencer Silverman. There are no zombies <laughs> there are no zombies. Are zombies there.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, do you do any events like that here? or
0: Yes, I you, have okay. um, wedding showers, baby showers, weddings, small parties, um, dinners. Um, we have a caterer that comes in and okay. will do the food, but we supply the environment. Um, and so, have yeah, like a meeting room or yeah, we do. We have meetings here too, okay. small meetings, not huge meetings, but we have. I saying, the, the room, room
1: where, where you hold them at. How many can that, can you put in that?
0: And for, uh, what are we talking about, a meeting?
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking, you know, like clubs. If they, right, sure. If it's a small club. Well, I know Having Grace has a Lions club. Right. If they wanted to have a meeting here. because
0: You can have a meeting of up to like 40 people here. Really? Yes, you could. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I wasn't thinking that big, but yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> but
0: small meetings, you know, intimate meetings are wonderful. Well, because what I like
1: is people, when you say meetings... People hate to go to meetings, and one of the things we're trying to change different in our clubs. Like we'll have one of our meetings each month. We call it a presentation, mm-hmm. so we'll invite different people to come in and present their nonprofit or whatever. Uh, yep, some of the other things we did. We tried it last year. Is instead of holding our meeting that night, let's go to the school and support them and go to their play, their musical or whatever. Right. Yeah, and our big thing now with Jobtown High School, we're trying to get out and support more of the local businesses. And I know we have, we're probably the only club that actually has a historian, mm. you know, And but to get out, come here, and have a meeting, have people learn about this. And basically, the history of having grace. You
0: know, I, I agree it? wholeheartedly with that you know and, and we welcome those as well Okay. Um, and one thing yes. I forgot to mention which we're very proud of in this town is our Opera House which was yeah, restored it's and large <laughs> and we have live you know live theater uh, music Movies. supposedly films. haunted right is it I you know I wasn't aware of that but supposedly with although I gotta
1: admit when we did the podcast there the microphone didn't pick anything up
0: where, at the Opera House? Yes. Yeah, well, but it's bound to pick up wonderful other things like uh, our live theater, uh, live music, they have films. Film, so, yeah, they have the uh, Bill Murray
1: yeah. Film Festival there, they have oh, old films. Yes. We've, We've got no.
0: Jack Hirschfeld and his wife who put on wonderful films all year long. Um, so, you know. lectures. Yeah, and always contact if you're wondering. What's going on in town? A couple of things you you, you can do is um, call the tourism center, mm-hmm. and their number is 410-939-2100. Is that right? Or yeah, twenty one hundred. I, I I should know it because I'm constantly <laughs> calling them. But call the tourism, call the city, um, and. Uh, I just want to make sure I've got that number right. I should know it by heart, but call the Tourism Center and they, they will send you out brochures. Um, they will let you know what's going on in town. Um, they're very helpful. You can go down there. You have a, a, just a host of, of volunteers that are, are, and they have some exhibits there, lots of right. good exhibits there, which I'm sure you've yes. seen.
2: Well, um, right, don't worry too much about the number. When I was on the Richard Wilmore show, I was trying to give out my book's email, and I think we did about five or six times trying to get the right <laughs> address in.
0: <laughs>
1: right, right. It's, yeah, because we'll, um, yeah, we'll have the link to your website right? on the podcast, Great. too, so, which it, I'm sure links to everything else.
0: Yeah, and if you look uh, under their website, which is www.exploreharvardagrace.com, mm-hmm. and um, you, it'll tell you month by month what's going on. Um, so there's, there's plenty to do here. We have there a is. big, beautiful library with, with events of their own. And as I said, the, the museums, have, they have films, they have music, they have events. I mean, there's almost no there's time something to that do you don't have something to do in this town. Always. You know? One of the
1: things, and I brought this up to Tyler, I may have even said it to Rebecca uh, when we were doing the opera. Oh, acts. Rebecca Jessup. Yes, One of the great. things I would love to do, still working on getting the equipment for that, but like a, get somebody, a bunch of different people mm-hmm. from Happy Grace and just do a big group podcast about the history oh, of it, yes. so you, the mayor, yourself, you know, Jordan, whoever, yes. just to get, because something like this, unlike radio, you know, where you hear it once and it's gone, mm-hmm. this is always there, you know, so it That's doesn't go away. and Beautiful. Yeah, and it's easy for, you know, to Put that thing on your website, or whatever. To actually, is Erica
0: still with Happy Grace? Gwisenberry? Uh, yes, she's excellent. Yes, she's still with tourism. Yes. Thank okay. You. Well, she, yes. Thank God for that. I gotta kiss uh, her. She's, um, yeah, yeah. I worked with her at WXCY the years ago. Yeah, she, uh, Erica Gwisenberry works for the city, and okay. she does a fabulous job. Um, but um, also, history, I want to Wolf. mention <laughs> that HPC Historic Preservation Commission will do tours. They'll do uh, group tours, um, private tours, uh, historic tours of the town. So if you call um, the Historic Preservation Commission or uh, even Tourism, they'll give you a number and you can set up a tour of your own so that someone from who represents the Historic Preservation Commission will walk you around town and point out Hmm. you could get You could get you know huge group tours. You know, I I don't I'm I'm not quite sure the where what the cutoff is. They might break you up into groups, but you know it's a it's wonderful. It's a great educational tool. You could spend Hmm. a day touring the town, um, get getting the historic information, and then going out to eat. It's just yeah, shopping uh, shopping around. Uh, We have plenty to do here.
1: Maybe everybody from the county needs to do that. Get groups, even if it's just a bunch of friends, and do a tour. Oh, absolutely. And like like I said, you're always going to learn something new.
0: That was another thing on the. Um, I'd yeah, like to do that Yeah, I'd like to reach out to people. To you get that historic. Yes. That would be awesome. You know, Kathy Keene, Ron Browning, um, Kathleen Lee, Jim Nemeth, they all give historic preservation uh, tours Uh, and you just all you have to do is set it up and they'll be happy to take you around they will walk with you around town Um, if for any reason you you're impaired you can't walk um, they could drive you around town I'm sure they could do that Um, they could make accommodations for that Um, but there you know you just have to give them some notice and they will arrange um, to give you a historic uh, tour
1: good now, if somebody wants to stay here for a yeah. weekend, mm-hmm. week, whatever, how do they contact you?
0: Um, so, I'll give you my toll-free number, 1-800-780-1485. I also have a website, which is www.spencersilvermansion.com.
1: Spencer Mansion. And William, your book comes out May 6th. Or why the
2: am I saying May 6th? May. May. Yes, the end okay. of it, May okay. 31st. Are they 34, 31 days in May? So I'm saying, did you say it's 34? I'm adding another day or two to the month. So. Now,
1: are you going to be doing any book signings?
2: Um, eventually, hopefully, I've talked about having a artist showing at Mike's place in right. Cesar County. But as of now, there's no date or anything set up.
1: That's maybe that's something I'll work on doing. Um, Because I know we have a lot of local artist shows, but I I don't think, I don't recall except for one time seeing something where you had local authors all together selling their books or for a book signing.
0: Now, I know the library. They do separate ones. The library does, does separate ones. Yeah. But you know, I, I like your idea of getting some local, local authors. authors that, you know, maybe we can maybe talk DCY. to the library about that.
2: They had a local author's day in Cecil County for the Cecil County library that I went to. But okay. it was primarily ended up just being the it's being there. But I did sell to another writer there.
1: But see, I'm, I remember Bel Air Armory doing one years ago.
2: I don't know,
1: and because I, I went to it, and I, I Bonnie was there, Becky. Um, There's there a bunch of local authors there, and I've already had well, you, I've had Danny Petrie, I've had I've, you know, and Becky. You know, I, I've had all these different local authors on the podcast, but to get them all in one group, and even if it's if they don't sell a lot of books. People are learning about them because a lot of people don't know about local authors around here
0: I or agree. local artists.
1: Um, we
0: have a very active library, so I think if any if if any local authors, you know, contacted the library and proposed the idea, I think they would welcome it. I'm going to
1: do that. I'm going to yes. put it together. To,
0: Good it, for I'm you. I'm going to do that. That's excellent. Because I well, and well, you
1: know, well you know, as you mm-hmm. see, I'm big on pushing local businesses and everything, but especially the arts. And I consider authors art as well. And there are a lot of good authors. But the other thing, here's the other thing with it. And I don't know if Williams ran into this yet or not. There are a ton of kids in school that love to write. You know, Now you have, what is it, Wattpad or whatever, which I think is a site, and they love to write these stories on there, but a lot of them are afraid to try to get them published. Uh-huh, they don't right. want people reading or, but it, but I think if they talk to other authors, that would I
0: love this idea. Change it almost
1: like a what would you call it? <sighs> almost like a convention, I guess. Okay. Because you could do you know like seminars, oh, yeah. whatever. Too. I'm gonna. I agree, that. That.
0: I agree with that. I agree with. I think that's a you win, William. Yeah.
2: Yes. Now,
0: how many um, how bedrooms <laughs> are there? There's um, the house has eight. What? But I rent four, and uh, because I live in part of the house, okay. and then we have a carriage house up that, so they could have their own building. Like a lot of people like, especially I hate to say, there's some men that like the idea of a bed and breakfast, but they mm-hmm. like to have their privacy. Right. Uh, so the carriage house provides that. They're in a bed and breakfast atmosphere. But they have their own little cottage. They come and go there as they please. Right. It has a living room, a fireplace, a jacuzzi, shower, kitchen area.
1: Now this scares me uh, with this book you got coming out, Mm -hmm. William. Where did you, for the ultimate dating
2: part,
0: where did these ideas come from? (laughs) Um, How many years back did the fire start?
2: Well, because I was set on fire by a girl who was smoking a cigarette. Oh, that, so you weren't lying about that. New, That's a true story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, wow. It was obviously when smoking was legal in clubs and such. So it would have been in the 90s.
0: Okay. So it's it's long behind you. And was there a second date? Well, for that? luckily <laughs> I
2: didn't have the long beard then, or I would have been gone. Or. If there was a second
1: date, I guarantee you he brought a fire extinguisher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's
1: one. What were some of the other strange ones?
2: Well, like I said, I was out with a girl who was fascinated by an exhibit in a museum of dead fruit. I'm not so. with dead fruit? dead fruit, or old fruit that was kind of going moldy in on a display. I really wasn't interested in getting a closer look at it. But she was and kept getting it closer and the guard told her, don't get too close, step back and I stepped back just in case but she of course didn't listen and got closer to the exhibit and then the alarm went off. She was also the girl I went out with to a restaurant in Fells Point and um, suddenly there was this shout of knife fight, knife fight. Um, I figured I was just going to ignore the commotion and finish my meal. And I turned around to look at her, and she was gone. And um, I figured she was leaving, so I should go with her. And I got up. You no, know, she was heading toward the the night fight. He wanted to watch the action, so <laughs> I just finished my meal on my own then.
0: I'm curious, William, where did you find these precious gems?
2: <laughs> um, they were at, um... Supernatural dating yeah, app. Yeah, no. <laughs> in Baltimore. But if you recall, when we went to that Halloween party at yes, Linares, yes. Um, that one friend who you know as well when she saw me came in with Matt Kane, she was like, Who are you dating now? What did she do to you? <laughs> and I'd God. like this had nothing to do with it. He's
0: anything talking like about that. Linnea Tober, who's a local artist. So we have a lot of local artists in this town. Yes, she did. Yes, she this did is the, an arts um, community.
2: cover to my first book, Summon Secrets. Uh-huh. So... huh. Um, I think I might have been. She did illustrations the illustrations well, for that. Well, yeah. she did the photograph. The it's
0: wonderful. It. She's a yeah. wonderful artist. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of. We are so lucky. I mean, we're we're an arts district now, and uh, we have a lot of local artists um, who have you see a lot of beautiful murals in town. Yeah. And that, that have been painted by the local artists. One thing,
1: I, any artist listening to this, please, please, please do this. Yeah, because we, on, on the Harford County Living website, we feature an artist of the week too. And one of the stipulations for whether you your business of the week, nonprofit of the week, whatever, is that you yeah. have to have a website. How else are you going to let people know about you? Right. You know how hard it is to find local artists artists that actually have a website? Wow. Which I don't understand. If you're an artist and you, you want to sell your art, Get a website, right. <laughs> please. Well, a Not nice a Facebook. Your, your social media pages—they don't count. They go down, and mm-hmm. they can easily be hacked. Well, you need
2: a website. I just use Twitter and Facebook.
1: You and have a web, what? Happened to your website? You
2: have one? I never did. No. I might have websites that publishers had that they posted things on, but I never had a WP Wiggler website or anything like that. I just used Twitter and then Facebook, and I had... I linked a, to something of yours. And yeah, it wasn't well, Twitter I, or Facebook. I saw you linked to, link to the publisher had the book listed on their page. And, but you can and, update that yourself. Yeah. Okay.
0: One thing I had forgotten to mention, and I think that we should... You certainly, as you're an artist in your own right, William, is that we have art studios here. We have the Artists Emporium mm-hmm. there on Washington Street, and then we have Arts by the Bay. Um, so, you know, there, you know, that's another thing that, that you can do yeah. when you come visit Habitat Grace is to, to check out, you know, because the, a lot of the local art is right there on display. And even well, in the shops themselves they display a lot of local I was items. just going to
1: say, in some of the stores and restaurants well,
2: they it's are. It's funny because at the conventions I go to, back when I had the beard, I met this older actor named Conrad Brooks, I don't know if he's familiar to you or not. Mm-hmm. He was in Plan 9 from Outer Space okay. with Bella Lugosi and such, and I was referred to by him as his bearded friend, that's who I was. Uh- um, but he did a better job of trying to sell my vampire novel than I did when I had my table beside him. Because he would like grab people as they were walking by, and I was like, you know, just buy the book if you want. You know, <laughs> no, no real big salesmanship on my part. Yeah, but not at all. it's funny, I mentioned to him that I was from Habity Grace. And he was yak. Yeah, oh yeah, I love the Paris. how is the racetrack doing? I didn't have the heart to tell him that he had not been here for like 50 years. Uh, I was say, to say, how old is down this down actor? That. Well, he's not alive anymore, okay. but he died a couple years ago. But Plan 9 from Outer Space with Vela Lugosi, that was like oh. the 50s or earlier. So, wow. Yeah.
0: Did you know that that, that the Harvard of Grace uh Racetrack is named is Girl. mentioned in the Sting, the movie The Sting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call it call off the um, they're calling off the uh, returns there on the on the Harvard of Grace ra- Racetrack.
1: And I'm sorry, what famous
0: gangster used to go there all the time? Uh, <laughs> that that was. Uh,
2: Don't look at there was me. was a shootout. I know
0: there was even a shootout behind lions. Um, well, you know. Um,
2: um. Yeah, I was told by somebody else who did the ghost tour that there is some blood on the alleyway behind the um, Lions Building, and that it can be removed. It's considered ghostly. And then I heard, no, that's a story. There is no such spot. So I can't this tell. This was a
0: that. big I mean, I mean, you had the racetrack. You well, had brothels. You had Babe Ruth used to come here on a regular basis and stay down um, uh, right by. It was an old hotel there. Um, uh, the the big stone structure right there in front of the promenade. Yeah. That was a hotel, and Babe Ruth used to stay there. This was a big duck hunting town.
2: Well, the restaurant that was we discussed it as the Creole. The yeah. um, yes. Creole de Gras. Mm-hmm. Supposedly at one time that had a favorite customer was Al Capone. Al Capone used mm-hmm. to all time. And yes, he and, um, yes. Other people, I guess, like that place too, celebrities. Supposedly, um, I guess it's the Vineyard now, when it was, I'm not sure if it was a hotel or hospital at the mm-hmm. time, that's where Grant stayed when he came, heard about Lincoln being shot, and he headed back towards D.C.
0: Wow! So, I so guess you want
1: to know if anybody famous stayed. Well, because it wasn't a bed and breakfast before you bought it. Well,
0: now um, you know the you know Mr. Spencer and the Silvers. Um, you know, they had a lot of uh, parties here. Okay. So, I'm I'm really not privy to who attended those parties. Right. And I you know, I wish I did. I I you know, I also want to say if there's any any relatives of John Spencer who would like to contact me, please call me. Again, my number is 1-800-780-1485. Uh, Please, please call me if anybody from the Silver family has some photographs from the Spencers or the Silvers, please come to me or information you'd like to share with me because I'd like to pass that on to my guests. It's important for them, I'd like to have, I don't have, I don't have not one single photograph of a Spencer. Really? I do not. Um, I have one photograph of Charles Silver you know and I've tried to get photographs if anybody knows a silver or a Spencer and you've got photographs or information to share I mean this is a magnificent house I'd like to put the photographs of your family members your ancestors on the wall I want to give credit where credit is due you said there's three floors? Here? Yes, there is.
1: And a basement? Yes. Or is there a basement is, a third floor?
0: Well, it depends on who you talk to. Okay. So the basement it goes the full length of the house. There's a wine cellar there. There's oh, a, wow. You know, right, yeah, there's a there's a wine. I actually don't use it for wine, I just use it for storage. Okay.
2: But, Grey Goods, as they call it, called, was yeah. one of the places on the Underground Railroad Talk. You know, they found some bones, bones there supposedly, when they redid it.
0: Ooh. It's hard to, it's hard. Now, that structure that's standing there, Yeah. Uh, and I don't know whether they dug underground, but that structure is, an, I don't think it goes back that far. It wasn't, an, it's an old bank. McGregor's was mm-hmm. a bank, and um, I don't pretend to know exactly what the date was, but I don't think it goes back. To the 1860s. I think it goes back to like the 1880s or the 1890s. So if you found bones we have what's to remember a
2: grist mill or something there.
0: Yeah, that's very possible. Yeah, most of I mean, the town was burnt down during yeah, the Yeah, and we have to remember that this is a living city and cities often you know for example this town was burned down by the British in 1813 actually. Yeah. Right, and um, so you have structures coming down, structures going up. You may have had, it's possible to have had back then, so there were structures where people might have had cemeteries. Some, some houses had, say, their family stru- uh, cemetery back behind the house. Yeah. Okay. We, we don't know. You could have had... You could have... Uh, where, that's down by the river we had the susquehannock indians is it possible that someone died and was buried there we don't know or again since you're really not sure and it could have been an animal this may be a moot point somebody could have buried their dog well you
1: see that happen a lot that's I mean right. people have pets and they usually do a lot of times they will bury them on the property. Well but I well. think the Even fish.
2: <laughs> graveyard is in Fell's Point mm-hmm. on Shakespeare Road there's a graveyard by Fort William Fell and just like he and the brother are buried there wow. last it you know so you can go building, apartment, graveyard, building, restaurant, building mm-hmm. so it's Kind of well the other playing. thing is
1: too. If you look in back, and actually, I think some places still do it. A lot of your farmland, you know, the that has gone through generations. The there's a cemetery, but then if the next generation stays there, they build another house mm-hmm. on the property, right. another cemetery. So
0: yeah, yeah, you Things never change. Yeah. It's an evolution. Um, the the south side of Union Avenue for a long, and if you look, if you go to the tourism center mm-hmm. on Pennington, um, they do have um, a display, a lighted display with uh, with a narrative, and it shows how the town changed over a course of to the course of time. Right. Where, like, for example, the south side of Union Avenue, a lot of that was farmland for the longest yeah. time. A lot of the uh, town really kind of centered on the water along Market Street. Well, some of your oldest buildings are along the water. Yeah, and you figure,
1: you know, because if there's basements, it's possible it's below the water table. Right, so you to bed the bones, and keep in mind too. Back in the day, what were people buried in? Pine boxes. Mm-hmm. You right. know, and that stuff rots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, over time.
0: And let's not forget the Susquehannock Indians and the Lenape Indians yeah. that that uh, lived and hunted and died along these rivers. There's a lot of history yeah. here. We have yep. a lot of history in hammer de Grace.
1: Which is, that's, we talk about the Indians. One of the things I want to do, and I hope I can get a hold of him, Dick Slutsky. You
0: oh know, yeah, sure. Because he,
1: sure. uh, he knows a lot about the, you know, Indians in Harford County. I would mm-hmm. love to get him on and talk to him about that.
0: Yeah, you know, if you go to La to Door Guest House, um, there's a photograph, a photograph actually, an old, old photograph um, I think it's his great I don't know how many greats back um, Ron Browning's relatives were Lenape, Lenape Indians on the one side really and there's a picture of them in full regalia Wow so if you contact him you know uh, at, at La Clay door guest house and say Could, can I have a can I see the picture of your your relative there and you wouldn't it's funny what we don't know about ourselves about our yeah. even you know. Even, you know that you know, you wouldn't look at Ron Browning and think, "Oh, he must have been a descendant of the Lene Lenape tribe." No way. And and here, there, you, there's the photograph.
1: And now you can do the DNA test and find out oh, yes. all kinds of different stuff. It's amazing. It's <laughs>
0: surprising. Yeah. So, so now
1: um, I could take that and send it in, and find out that yeah, you know, what I thought was true—that I'm a mutt. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: that's, we don't know. You know, it's a it's a good thing. Uh, uh, Ancestry. dot and what's the other one? Yeah, uh, I There's several. Them now, yeah. You and me. I don't know. Plus yeah, two or something. Uh, several of them. So it's great. So so yeah. So the, the town has a lot of history. Yeah. Um, has a lot of cultural events. I
2: don't try to figure that out about myself. I know at the broadcasting institute they had a day to dress up in the clothing oh yeah the, like your family, um, history or whatever, and I was dressed entirely in black, so I could say, choose what you want. I'm either the descendant of cat burglars or mine.
1: Mines <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> William and I went to the same broadcast school together. Although wow. he was there after me, was actually you did video, right?
2: I was in video. So
1: plan. was David Smalley still there? Oh yeah. Dave okay.
0: Oh, you do go back. How many years back is that, or do you want to say? Well, he, was, I was eighty-nine. I was eighty-nine. That's not. He
2: funny. was.
1: You were what ninety-four? I
2: Nine, was 90? sometime in the late nineties, but I forget exactly when.
0: Okay.
1: But it's, unfortunately, the school's no longer there. Uh, they shut down a couple of years ago. But I still, I don't know if you keep it. I still keep in touch with a lot of them. You know, like David Small, Yeah, I still I keep in I have on my
2: Facebook.
1: But. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, try it. Oh,
2: that's
0: wonderful. Oh, yeah. That's
1: one, one good thing about social media. Matter of am I'm a Marine. And oh, wow. one of the thank things... You for your service. One of the things I was able, somebody I was able to find on Facebook and it just, it floored me, was my first sergeant, Vietnam vet and everything, but I met him on, or found him online and him and I are, you know, he's more gone ho than I am, but been in longer, but just, you know, all the different stuff and being able to, because he's out in Arizona.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So communicating in that way, is just—it's right. great, you know, yeah. Where yes,
0: it has its benefits.
1: It does. My other two buddies will not get on, you know. So the one lives in Italy. Wow. And I talk to him, you know, by phone every once in a while. And the other one lives up in Wisconsin.
0: But
1: that's yeah. But, uh, thank God I've see we're told you see back on all subjects. That's fine. Man. That's
0: good. We're having <laughs> a conversation. Oh, oh God.
1: He's do either of you have anything to add before we wrap this up? Besides come here and spend the night or spend the weekend, spend the week, whatever. Oh, Donald talk
0: about I'm happy like to this. pamper um, happy to pamper you. It's, Am I it's supposed I to
2: bring a book to read?
0: <laughs> I've got plenty of books here too. I have many, many bookcases. Yeah,
2: but you don't have mine.
0: That's because you didn't offer any to oh, her. Have one of your books
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but you can bring more mm-hmm. you know you can you can place them on different coffee tables all around the end <laughs> we would welcome that William um, but you, you could
1: do you could do a book like uh, Kramer did for Seinfeld uh-huh. <laughs> we, we <laughs> <were> <laughs> coffee the coffee table, <laughs> that's, <laughs> table. that's
0: right yeah but there you go William So, you know, what I'd like to say is to come to Happy Grace, park that car, and walk around. Walk around. You know, there's lots to do, plenty of places to eat. We've got art, we have antiques, we have wonderful merchants, we have great museums, we've got the water, we have parks.
1: I want to thank you both for coming on, and I am going to do so with local
0: authors. Experience a treasure straight from the Caribbean. It's called Island Spice, right off I-95 at exit 77. Island Spice is beautifully decorated. Try the Rasta pasta, jerk chicken, curry chicken, roti, oxtails, or goat too. Sit in the stylish lounge for happy hour drinks from 4 to 7 daily. Check out their complete menu at Island Spice Jamaica islandspicejamaicarestaurant.com or follow us on Facebook for upcoming events like reggae, karaoke, live jazz, and paint night too. Island Spice, make you lick your fingerman.